Good morning, good morning. God bless you. Thank you once again for our logging on, uh, clicking on, clicking in, whatever that you do. And those that are out in the parking lot listening this morning, uh, hey, hey, listen now. Today is going to be a great day. I get a chance today because it's Sunday to minister three times this morning. And you know what? What greater reward could God give me for getting up and getting involved in his word than I get to share it three times a day? So if you guys are ready, we're going to take off and start on these 30 steps to success in life. Now, you remember that that the one thing that made Joseph our pattern example is because Joseph began his life just like everybody else in a crowd, in a group, and at at, at the apex of his day, in his greatest adventure of his life, He had changed so much that when his brothers came and bowed down before him, they didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize his speech. They didn't recognize how he looked. They didn't recognize what he was involved in. They could never have imagined that their little brother that they didn't think much of, that their little brother was now the ruler of the whole known world, second only to Pharaoh. Can you imagine that? But yet Joseph recognized his brothers. You see, because they had the same pattern of speech, he recognized that. They looked evidently quite the same. He recognized that. And they were still doing the same old things that they'd been doing the last time he saw them years ago. If your family did not see you over the last, let's say, 20, 30 years, would they recognize you? Would they know who you are? Would they understand what you are busy about? Would they know, have you changed? Have you evolved? Have you come from one place and gone to such a place in life that you have really changed? Well, This is what we are talking about, changing, changing our lives, going through a transformation, not allowing this world to make us conform to its image, but rather be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by changing the way we think, transformed so that we can prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, so we can prove out, so that we can live out the will of God for our lives. You see, God has a dream for our lives, just like he had for Joseph. He gave Joseph the dream. That was the first foundation that we talked about, that first foundation step. That first step is understanding the purpose of God. You see something you don't like? You say, God, what would you like it to look like? Lord, what is your best that you can do for me? Lord, you know, you, you may wake up one morning and realize that there's something, uh, you know, pain in your body or, 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 or some challenge, some mental or emotional or spiritual challenge in front of you. Or there may be something financial that just is dumped on you or something with your family or friends or something with your job. And you wake up in a moment that you need something to change. And God knows exactly what perfect looks like. And so we go to him and say, God, inspire us, Lord. We unleash our imagination for God to give us the dream, how he sees it, how he saw this earth, even though it was void and and without form and darkness covered the face of the deep. Nonetheless, he he saw it in a new way. He, He imagined it, and then he pondered over it. That's what we do. We meditate on, God, is that what you want it to look like? Oh, Lord, well, what would it take to do that, Lord? God, tell me, what would, you know, what would my first step, the second step, what is the master plan, Lord? Give me an idea of how to begin this so I don't just take off running and run the wrong direction or do something and, 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 and end up getting farther in. You know, because no matter how bad it is, believe me right now, no matter how bad it is, you can make it worse. Don't go the wrong direction. Don't take a temporary situation and create a permanent problem. Rather, we meditate and let God build, not only give us his dream, but build his plan in our life. Once we have the purpose and the plan, then 
time we began pursuit, at some moment we have to own the pursuit, own the dream. And we began that with our declaration to say, as we express ourselves, this is what God is going to do. This is where I'm going. This is what's going to happen. My God is able. Some people fall short. Some people really believe that God wants things better. But, but they just don't know how he would go about doing it. And because they don't have that faith or because God, they don't interact with God to get his plan, they fall short of ever standing up and saying, my God is able. My, just like David said, I killed the bear, I killed the lion, and this Goliath, he is no different. How dare that uncircumcised Philistine, how dare him defy the armies of the living God? You know, that's... That, that's a pretty big dream. That's a pretty big purpose. That's a pretty big plan. I'm going to go get five rocks. It's a pretty big pursuit to run out after the giant, slinging the sling and saying and making his confession, come on, giant, my God is able. And then he let fly that plan that God had given him. He pursued the plan. It's the same way throughout all the word of God. Success comes from our first response that we have worked on ourselves. You see, it's not just a matter of luck, as many people will tell you. Success is very predictable. Success is predictable. It's also achievable. Success is not a matter of just being in the right place at the right time. Believe me, okay? Success is very predictable. It comes from doing what God said do, and as we build in ourselves a first action response, an instinct, as we build in ourselves, to present ourselves right, to take care of the relationships that God gives us. Success is not only predictable, but success is achievable, okay? We talked about, as well, adding these elements to our life. We talked about adding the elements of character to our life. We talked about humility, endurance, kindness, candidness, being responsibly honest. Do you remember that? We also talked about influence and faithfulness. We talked about flexibility, And then we also yesterday talked about perspective, how important it is. In fact, after we finished our internet broadcast yesterday, we continued a little while to talk about how important it is to have a big picture perspective and realize that it's not always about you. When someone comes and shares something with you, don't just turn it Turn it and say, well, hey, look, this is what happened to me. Don't don't just be waiting for them to shut up so you can talk about yourself, okay? And Joseph showed that because he went before Pharaoh and... If you had have had an opportunity, wrongfully imprisoned, falsely accused, at the very bottom of your you know, moment, not, not thought of well about, you know, nobody knew what was in Joseph. And he came before Pharaoh. Don't you know, going before the chief magistrate of the world, if you had been falsely accused and wrongfully imprisoned, don't you know you would want to plead your case? Don't you know you'd just be waiting for the moment to say, I was was falsely accused. No, Joseph didn't turn it all on him. He had a bigger perspective than that. It's like somebody that backs into your car at Walmart, all right? 
When you get out, don't make it all about you. Have a bigger perspective. You never know what's going on in their day. You might have that encounter and be able to lead a soul to Christ. You might be able to restore a marriage. You might be able to help someone from making a horrible mistake that day if you can realize that not everything in life is always all about you. Keep the perspective that sometimes bigger things are at stake. And we must allow God to work his plan in and through us, even in the temporary adversities. For these light afflictions, the Bible says, which are but for a moment, they work for us, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are immediate and very evident, we do not look at these immediate temporary things, but rather we have an eternal perspective. Every day, we must carry with us a big picture, eternal perspective. And ask yourself the question before you reply, before you respond, ask yourself the question, how can this, how can I parlay this and put this into God's hands? How can I use this to impact eternity instead of Oh, woe is me. Now, now I've messed up my day. Oh, you don't know what I've got going on. Oh, you know, this is going to be so horrible for me. I've got, you know, hey, we have enough of that. It's called selfishness, okay? Let's have a bigger perspective than that. Then today, today we're talking about this element called confidence. 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 Wow. Joseph accepted the role And the promotion that Pharaoh was giving him without any hesitation, without any false humility, and without any complaint. How in the world could a man who is a prisoner one moment accept the keys to the kingdom the next moment? Because he was confident. He was as confident as little David with that rock in that that piece of leather running out toward that giant slinging it. He was confident. Where was his confidence? His confidence was two places. Number one, his confidence was in the God who gave him the dream. Amen? His confidence was in the God of the dream, but he also had confidence in the dream of God. He also knew that God was taking him somewhere. He had had the dream, and he knew that this must fit in there somewhere, and I have to have confidence that that giant is going to fall. For what what else would a king do but go up against the enemies of his nation even before he's crowned? Confidence, confidence, confidence that God can do it through me. If you have clean hands and a pure heart and God gives you a responsibility, you can have every confidence that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it and perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident, the Apostle Paul said, of this very thing, God's going to keep working in my life. Confidence in the dream of God and confidence in the God of the dream. Confidence confidence comes from knowing what to do and that's confidence in your life it comes from knowing what to do sometimes the best we know to do is just to trust in the God who called us just trust in the God who called us confidence in God and confidence in the dream you know the Bible tells us of a few times when the disciples were rebuked because they lacked confidence one of the times was when they were in the boat and they were going across the water and as they went across the waters Little did they realize the storm would offer them a challenge to 
shrink back in their minds to be afraid, to lose heart, to lose faith, and to lose confidence. Even though Jesus was riding the boat with them at a, at, at a time, and, 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 and another time he came to them walking on the water, they lost confidence, and Jesus rebuked them for losing their confidence. Hebrews says, do not cast away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Our focus scripture today in the life of Joseph is in Genesis 41 and verse 39. It says this, 39 and verse 40. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, and there is no one as discerning and wise as you are, you shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Imagine with me for just a moment. Imagine that the President of the United States were to call you today. For some reason, someone told him something good about you. Maybe something that you can do better than someone else or something that you are good at or somewhere along in life you have helped someone, you have impressed someone, you have presented yourself in some way or you have made a relationship somehow. Imagine that someone knows that you're a person of character, a person of humility. Imagine that someone sees you and believes that you are a true visionary, a person that is committed, a person with integrity, responsibility responsibly honest and imagine that that person miraculously has some hint of influence with the president of the United States and imagine therefore that you get a call today and you dress up and put on your best and you you know you 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 walk into the president's office and he asks you a question and at that moment God inspires you and you give him a simple answer okay and then imagine that it so impresses him that the, that the spirit of God has has him to offer you the vice presidency of the United States, okay? Imagine that, okay? Just imagine it. Oh, oh, say, I can't imagine it. You need to get a better imagination, okay? Imagine it! There are two types of people that would say yes. Most people would say no, can't do it. But there are two types of people that would say yes. People who are stupid, idiots, presumptive, People who you would not want to be in that position. People who think, you know, they're legends in their own minds. People who are arrogant. That type of people. You know, you know that person over here, okay? They don't have any sense, okay? They only had one right answer. They don't have any of the rest of them, okay? The second type of person is a person who has legitimate confidence and believes like Joseph believed that if this is the will of God for my life, I can do it. I, I'm not sure exactly how, but I know that the God who gave me the dream will give me the plan. I know the God who gave me the dream and gives me the plan will help me in my pursuit. And I am confident this very thing, he that begun a good work in me will continue to perform it. If I'll just continue to remain humble, if I'll just continue to have character, if I'll continue to present myself correctly, if I will continue to take care to make the right relationships, if I will continue to be candid, if I will continue to be faithful, if I will continue to be flexible, if I will continue to hold a bigger perspective, if I will keep on participating in, in, in life, if I will have endurance, if I will continue to be confident in the God of the dream and in the dream of my God, then 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's the kind of person that you want handling the affairs of state and life. Why? And don't think it can happen. Why? Because God will continue. If they have clean hands and pure heart, if God gives the responsibility, he will see you through. You see, the truth is, your rod, I'm talking about the rod that God gave Moses, your rod will always outstretch your ability. When God gave Moses this rod, he said, throw it down, it became a serpent. Moses couldn't have made that happen. God did. The rod was more able in the hand of Moses than Moses was without the rod because that rod represented God's authority. When Moses lifted up that rod over the Red Sea, it parted. When Moses lifted it up, it came together again and drowned the enemies. Your rod, your mantle will always outstretch your abilities. Whenever you're asked to do something, if it's in line and if you feel the inspiration of God saying, go for it, then have confidence. Confidence that with God, all things are possible. Confidence! Not false humility, not, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't destroy what God's trying to build in your life. Don't put people off. Present yourself as confident but confident in Christ. Amen? Amen. You see, God gave Joseph power to do everything he asked him to do. Let's make our confession of faith this morning. Let's boldly declare who we are, what we are, and what God will do in and through us. Let's make this confession with confidence. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed. And I am going to participate. What can you do about your day? Listen, be bold and courageous. God is speaking to you. I am confident that God is speaking to you. He's going to show you what to do. Have confidence in the God of the dream and have confidence in the dream of your God for your life. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Luke, the 12th chapter, says, Now when they bring you to the synagogues and the magistrates, and authorities do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say for the holy spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say luke chapter 12 11 and 12 you can have confidence that if you don't know the answer the holy spirit will supply the answer in that moment have confidence Confidence in your God and confidence in your dream. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.